This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast, Episode 146. Good day and welcome to this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, podcaster, and author of Fun Fantasy Reads, Jamie Davis. This podcast is exactly what the title says it is, folks. It's a show focused on everything to do with fantasy and sci-fi books. We look at all kinds of things, from epic fantasy, urban fantasy, space opera, you name it, everything we have to do with fantasy and sci-fi books and authors we have here on the show. So uh, look forward to lots of great episodes with great authors here at the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. To start off this week's show, I'm still working on the next book in my Extreme Medical Services series. Uh, We just released one, and I'm working right away on the next one. I'm in the plotting stages of planning this project, along with taking my annual gamecation. Uh, That's where I take a little break from my usual 8 to 10 hour work days and play some video games for about half the day or so. And I'm working my way through Assassin's Creed Valhalla right now, and then we'll be delving into cyberpunk eventually. Uh, to follow up and wrap up my gamecation. So I'll tell you more about that as the weeks go by. You can check out more information on what I'm up to, including sneak peeks at upcoming covers, special giveaways, and a whole lot more over at my reader group on Facebook, Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers. And of course, you can also check out what I'm up to over at my website, jamiedavisbooks.com. I look forward to hearing from you in either location. Just reach out to me, and uh, it's great to chat with you back and forth. So uh, please take a moment and get in touch. All right, joining us this week on the show is Alex G. Zarate. Uh, Alex is a writer, dedicated novelist, philosopher, positive advocate, eccentric artist, and keeper to the secrets of the universe. Uh, seriously, though, Alex, uh, Alex published his first book back in 2008 entitled The Orb, A Tale of Adventure and Exploration of the Stars. And uh, he's going to be uh, talking with me on this episode about his new uh, The Cat Rules Chronicles, um, linked a tale of an eight-year-old named Tommy Harris and his newly found kitten, Snowy. And they share special abilities with Tommy. So uh, this is an urban fantasy style thing with a child... Uh, main character. We're going to talk a little bit about that and some other things in this episode. And uh, that's coming right up with Alex. So check it out. Alex Zarati, welcome to the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. It's really great to have you on the show today. Thanks. Great to be here. So why don't you introduce yourself for our audience out there and let her, let the readers know uh, what uh, they can expect from you uh, and uh, what what got you into writing. Uh, I'm uh, Alex G. Zarate. I started writing a long time ago when I was a kid. Uh, never start, started uh, trying to publish until after, I think, my 40th birthday. I, I kind of realized I'd been putting things off for too long, so... I decided to uh, try to find a way to go back into it, and I found NaNoWriMo. So I decided I'll, I'll try to take up that challenge and see if I can uh, put something together, and I haven't stopped since. Uh, good. Another NaNoWriMo author. I love it. Yeah, I, I got a, had a really good friend of mine uh, dare me to do NaNoWriMo one year, and I, the bug bit me hard, so I completely <laughs> get it. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's where I started, and... I have not stopped. (laughs) 
Excellent. So, um, what kind of books do you like to write? What 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 would you describe your books uh, as far as genre wise? Um, science fiction and fantasy. Uh, right now, I've got a urban fantasy series I've been putting out. I just released the latest book on there, so I've been enjoying that that process. I, I kind of started with sci-fi, thinking I was going to go that route, but then I had people questioning a lot of things about the uh, the urban fantasy book I put together, and I decided to uh, answer those questions, and it turned into a series. And that's the uh, Reflections in Darkness is the latest uh, book that just came out, right? Yes. And um, tell us a little bit about that series. What's it about? Uh, who are the main characters? And um, um, what, what would people expect to find if they were to pick that up? Uh, it's a uh, kind of like a supernatural suspense type of book. Uh, it started out with a, uh, a cat or a kitten, I should say, being found by a little boy. Uh, it turns out it has, has a dark beginning that's... Uh, its family is attacked and, you know, almost drowned. And the, the kitten escapes, finds the little boy, and they connect. And uh, the kitten shares gifts with him. So he can see thoughts and he can uh, tr- uh, teleport. So that begins when he's eight years old in the very first book. And together they kind of start seeing, you know, all these dark elements around them, start seeing all the all the dangers, all the secrets that are being being uh, kind of like kept from people in, in the world. And they find, you know, everything from, you know, killers and serial killers to they track down uh, missing or, or kidnapped uh, uh, children and try to help their friends as, as best they can. And the first book starts off with him at eight years old. And the next one I started a couple years later. Uh, currently in the latest book, he's um, 16 years old. So he's he's growing up. The the end of the series will be him at graduation, which I'll I'm hoping to uh, get that last book out by the end of 2021. Uh, and together, they every book it kind of advances their abilities, their uh, kind of like personal struggles and what's going on. Uh, they've they've dealt with enough uh, trauma uh, to last a couple of lifetimes, and they're still going. It's it's a kind of like a hero's journey from the very beginning as to what leads uh, someone down the path of, you know, putting themselves uh, in harm's way to protect others. I like it. And what's, what's it like um, writing from the viewpoint of a, a child like that, um, you know, in, in this type of a setting um, to, because there's a grown up world around them, but you've got a child's eye view of it. Oh yeah, uh, I I try to keep it so that you can you can understand how he doesn't understand what's going on, but he sees thoughts from other people, so he can see what's going on uh, in their heads, kind of like uh, not words, but he can see the images that people you know are are uh, generating in their mind, so he can kind of grasp what's going on, but as a child, it's still something that's foreign to him until he's got the experience behind it. So as he's growing, you can see the maturity level growing with him. Uh, the, the cat helps him a lot because it has it, it is the one that provided the gifts. So it has this ability and it follows uh, a certain set of rules that it, it, it projects to him to follow so that he can, he can maintain control of, of the abilities that they will share. Well, it sounds fascinating. I, and, and I like the, you know, how you, are able to bring a child's view into it, but, but still interpret it in, in a way that, that they're trying to kind of see the world around them. I've had a couple of authors recently that have been writing 
from um, different age children's viewpoints. And it's been really a lot of fun trying to see how they navigate that particular process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the first two, uh, three books were basically his his early childhood growing up. Uh, it begins with him you know, trying to figure out what's going on, what he can do. And he, he pretty much learns by trial, trial and error uh, what is, you know, okay to bring up and what is not. And then he starts learning kind of as it goes on, you know, how to, you know, adapt to every situation and, and pretty much keep things to himself that, you know, most kids would have difficulty in, uh, and trying to uh, re- repress from, you know, you know, saying inappropriate things or saying things that people would not understand. So it's, it's a, it's a fun series to write. You call yourself a dedicated novelist, philosopher, positive advocate, and eccentric artist. What do you mean by positive advocate? Uh, pretty much uh, everything has a tendency to turn negative on you if you let it. Uh, for the longest time, I was trying to um, you know, help out some friends, and they would kind of say, wow, you have a you know, really good uh, way of saying uh, good words, good advice. And I was told, you know, one, a friend of mine actually stopped me in the middle of, you know, giving her advice and she wanted to write down the words I said. So I would say, okay, well, that's, that's the first time anyone's ever wanted to write down something I've, I've given advice on. So I started uh, putting out pictures on, um, I, I, I'm also a photographer. <clears throat> so I started putting out pictures on uh, Instagram and just, you know, landscape pictures or, or pictures I take outside and just write some uh, end of day you know, positive thought, something to send out into the world, kind of like a message in a bottle, you know, something to promote positivity, something to, you know, help encourage. And it seems like there's, you know, quite a bit of, you know, discouragement going on out there. So I try to do everything I can to, you know, add a little bit of positivity out there. I do it through dad jokes. So <laughs> I oh, there it. you go. I post a dad joke a day, pretty much every day on my social channels. Cause it's just, you know, it's what I do and a little meme <laughs> or something. Um, and the more groans I get, the better, the bigger my smile gets. So that's a good, there thing. you go. Yeah. You oh, gotta, yeah. you gotta bring that, you gotta bring that stuff to the world around you. Um, because sometimes it's not always there automatically. And, and I, I really, I really believe that it's, it's, how you view the world shapes so much of, of how you sense the world. Exactly. And, and that's exactly why, why I try to put something on a daily basis so that we can have a, you know, a little bit more, you know, encouragement, you know, positivity, smiles. You know, there's, there's just too many, uh, you know, online trolls and people trying to start arguments. It's just like, no, 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 just, you know, enjoy your life. Enjoy the day, you know, find something to laugh about, find, find someone to, you know, give them a compliment, do, some, do something nice, you know, help each other out. <laughs> We're in this together. And you said you're a photographer and you, you obviously like visual art medium as well as, as the written word. Um, how do those two things translate into each other? Do you find um, taking pictures sometimes inspires your words and vice versa? Oh, yeah. Um, every time I'm out there, you know, taking pictures, it, you know, there's stories everywhere. So, Every time you're you're seeing you know the you know scenery, the clouds, the you know the trees, you know anything that that's out there, you can kind of develop a story with it. You know, see a campground, you can kind of start you know visualizing. Okay, what happened here? Uh, what was it? A family? Was it a, a person? Was it a couple? 
you know, what type of scenarios could you come up with for the for the events? You know, you see you you see uh, uh, trails along the uh, the uh, the mountains and stuff. You can kind of imagine, okay, well, who is hiking out here? Where were they going? You know, was this their their uh, outlet for you know their their passion? Was it uh, they're just getting away from you know a long day of work or something? You know, you can you can create entire stories out of just you know looking at the day, watching what's going on, and kind of piecing together things that you would and otherwise just kind of like overlook and just say, oh look, you know, there's a nice sunset, there's a nice scenery, and, and turn around and walk the other way. You know, if you're you know if if you're a photographer, you're actually looking for the specific ways of you know framing the image and trying to to get the the exact you know look and the you know focusing just right so you, you actually get to pay attention a bit more which is pretty much what we do when you're writing stories you can put them all together and and craft everything from just the smallest details i like that because you're right we do frame the image of our stories you know when we write um we're, we're really framing what the what the reader sees and and knows about what's going on um, very carefully through our words, and in much the same way a photographer um, captures a scene, um, you see what's in front of the lens, but you don't have, have any idea what's going on around behind on the other side of the lens. And um, so that's that's an interesting analogy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's exactly it. So, uh, you know, you talked about stories and, and how it helps you kind of see the stories around you. I know a, a common question I get from readers is how, how do you come up with story ideas? You know, the, the, I can't imagine, I think you'd run out of them. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's there are more stories than I can ever write in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I don't think people understand that, but there's everything's a story. Everything's a story. Oh, yeah. That, that's the thing. It's uh, every time you're. If you actually pay attention and you just look down or look around, you know every every little bit of, of the world creates a story, and and all you have to do is just you know open yourself to it. And for me, it, you know when I kind of like avoided writing for a while, uh, it was almost like you're holding your breath. You're you're trying to not to see anything, and you're just kind of living your life and just going to work, going home, ignoring everything. And then when I finally started writing again, it's like oh good, I can finally start you know, saying everything I see and all these little ideas and all these little, you know, tidbits that you find out all over the world. And it can be anything from, oh, you see a person walking by or you see a car, you see a, you know, anything and everything. There's, there's story elements everywhere you go. So what's next? I mean, you say you write, you know, write a lot and, and you enjoy putting these stories down. Um, you've got this series out there, the connection series um, with, mm-hmm. with the boy and his cat. And, and that's great. Um, do you have anything else on the horizon beyond the, this last book you're going to be writing this this coming year? Um, I I have a, a sci fi series I'll be putting out that's uh, going to be called Drake's. Um, it's a uh, Drake's Orb, which is going to be the first book, and that it's going to continue. It'll be a, a pretty much a, a space exploration, kind of like um, I try to think of cross between maybe Lost in Space and Star Trek. It's a kind of like a research uh, vessel going out there, and a, a captain that was former military is is the one that starts out there, and the adventure goes from there. And they, they kind of go off into deep space, trying to to just kind of like do experimentations and stuff. And it turns out that they've been set up uh, for you know never to return. And the captain slowly pieces this this uh, conspiracy together as he goes through, and uh, it begins from that book and. I, I intend to have it as a series. I, I got the idea a few years back, but now I'm, you know, thinking, okay, I got to finally put this out there. So this is going to be the, 
the very first book. I intend to have it in the next uh, few months with any luck. And depends on how quickly I can get it to a, to beta readers and an editor. Um, but this, the story idea is there. I'll, I'll continue with the uh, Connection series. I'll, I'll finalize that one. And then I have several other books that uh, I've pretty much drafted that will be coming in the years to come as well. So, yeah, I got, it's like you said, no shortage, no, no shortage of ideas. Yeah, definitely. Constant flow. So I mean, I, I looked in looking at your title, um, your covers, um, who does your covers? Are there something that you do yourself or is this, cause I know you yes. said you, you, you work with graphic arts and design and, and photography and things. So I was wondering if that was something that you had pulled together. Oh yeah. That's, uh, when I first started out, I just, I, I started with a uh, create space as a publisher and I thought, okay, I'll just put whatever basic templates they have. And it was terrible I, I i did not like the the options i was being given and then i figured okay well like i said i i like taking pictures i like playing with graphic arts so i started working with the the cover design myself and after all this time i'm, I'm kind of enjoying uh creating a a good cover representation of the story you know something that's uh you know visually appealing something that people enjoy something i would love to you know pick up and 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 hold in my hands when it comes in so yeah, I, I do my own covers. I, I work on the, the illustrations, uh, so it's it's all it's all one big uh, creative process. I have fun with it. That's great because you can kind of tie it all together um, visually and and in the story in the written word um, with what your what your mind's eye is picturing. Yep, yep. Every time I do a uh, chapter, uh, I have kind of like a uh, a lot of little thumbnails that I just kind of scribble. You know, little 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 figure ideas as to what I want to put for that chapter, and a lot of times those are what I use to create a uh, kind of like a chapter illustration. And once in a while, I get an idea that I, I think, oh, that would be really great as the cover for the book. And then I go back and I develop it and I create a you know high resolution image and and see if I can make it as a, a wraparound image for the entire book. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, I bet it is. And I have, I have zero like writing or drawing skills and, and, and graphic <laughs> arts skills. Um, so I wouldn't even attempt such a thing, but I, 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 I'm always in awe of those people who can pull those kind of things together. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Um, anyone who kind of like wants to play with it, it's, you know, it's, it's a process. It's, it's like anything else. It's like you, you learn a new skill, just play with it. Uh, and, if anything, you can learn how it's done. So if you, when you hire a person to do things for you, you can kind of see from their point of view what what is involved. So you can kind of help them along the way and say, okay, I think you you could work with this, or you could work with that, and you know just uh, work with this element and, and fix it. Or I like this type of text, or I like this this uh, image, you know. And you can provide uh, the tools that they need to create the image that you want. Yeah, I always um, enjoy getting covers done um, by my designer. And in fact, I often will order a cover either before I start writing a book or while I'm in the early stages of writing something. Um, and, and I'm always amazed when I send a synopsis of my story idea to them, um, how they interpret what I've sent them in, inside the genre that I'm, I'm writing in and, and things like that and, and come back with a, an image that, inspires me in reverse. So it's, 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 it's kind of a, a a feedback loop in in some ways, because there's always something in that image that I get back from my cover designer that is their, their viewpoint of what might be happening in the story. 
And it's always something that I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to work that into the story, that, that burst of fire or that magic or that whatever it is, um, ends up in the story, even though it wasn't originally there in my mind, my telling of the story to the desi- the cover designer came up with a visual image that inspired me in return. It's, it's just kind of an interesting pro- part of my process. Oh yeah. That, that's one of the, the best parts of it. Every, every element complements it, itself. So when you're writing something and you have an image, it's like the image actually feeds your writing. Cause then you have something to look at and something to work with and it, it kind of enhances the, the whole process. So I know you've been writing for a long time and, you know, and right now we're not really getting out and seeing our readers as much as we'd like for those of us that do that kind of thing. But has that been something you've engaged in in the past, getting out to local cons or events to to kind of meet readers? (laughs) That's actually the funny thing. Um, I hadn't been doing anything like that. I was just kind of publishing books and releasing them. And then this last year I kind of was telling myself, Okay, I'm going to go out to cons. I'm going to go out, and start start engaging with readers, start you know finding you know an audience. And of course, this entire year has been a shutdown. So now I've been kind of adapting with it, trying to find ways of you know connecting online, trying to trying to get different ways of doing it. And it's been a very you know harsh learning curve. But uh, I'm hoping for the coming year, I, I've gotten enough uh, under my belt that I I'll be able to uh, you know get out there a bit more. Hopefully, there's a lot of uh, virtual, you know, um, uh, conferences happening that we can uh, we can connect with and, you know, go out there and you know meet new new readers, get get the get some more uh, you know areas to to ex- get exposure and promotion. It's a it's a whole new uh, <laughs> whole new world that we're learning now. So it's a it's kind of a fun way of you know discovering you know what the challenges are that we each face to to kind of get out there and and discover new readers, uh, get new, new people involved and, and finding your niche, so to speak. Yeah, I know. I like, I'm, I'm really hopeful that the second half of 2021 is a point where we can start opening up these events again and, and getting mm-hmm. out to meet readers face to face. I've always enjoyed doing that. Um, you know, being sitting there and, and talking to readers as they walk by and, um, and, and seeing them, you know, their eye caught by my, cover images or whatever and and you know realizing they've struck a chord in some way is always mm-hmm. exciting for me and, and and able to draw them in and talk about the story and what kind of books they like to read and things like that so i know that that's yeah. something i always look forward to so you, you, it's funny you know it's like you pick the wrong year to get out and get the cons and <laughs> it, oh yeah it's been hard for those of us that do that kind of thing and um but i think the good news is that Um, I find that my efforts are, you know, online efforts are partly responsible for bringing people to some of those events when they're, when I'm in their area. Um, so maybe some of the audience you're building now, um, will be able to connect with you in person down the road as you get to an event that's, um, in in their vicinity, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I used to always like to go to, uh, you know, Comic-Con, you know, many years back. And I kept thinking, you know, it would be nice to be able to be in you know, one of the panels in, in a conference somewhere and just talk about, you know, the things you write, things you enjoy, you know, the genre you're in, something like that. And I figured, OK, this year I'll, I'll you know, try to get myself out there, try to get some experience, try to understand, you know, how it all works. And of course, this year, <laughs> it's like this is not the year to try to learn any of that stuff. Everything is just not happening. 
know, everyone's kind of just learning how to communicate, you know, with, you know, Skype and Zoom and, and all these, you know, you know, virtual, you know, online groups. So uh, with any luck, we'll, we can use this as a tool, but uh, still be able to be in person, you know, in the years to come. Yeah, I think people have definitely, you know, turned to alternative ways of, of you know, catching their attention personally, you know, to get to kind of distract them from what's going on in the world outside. Um, I know that a lot of people have turned to books and movies and, and, you know, streaming TV series and things like that as a way to just kind of escape. And, um, you know, hopefully they've, they found some of our books along the way as well. I know I've, you know, found a, a lot of new readers this past year who um, were looking for for something to read to get get away from the world around them, and they like you know a nice urban fantasy series like mine or yours, mm-hmm. um, you know certainly fits the bill. I think for a lot of folks. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've also kind of made note that I've uh, gone in there and purchased several books this 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 year more than more than years past, just because you know trying to find new new ways to you know keep yourself going, keep your keep your mind active because you can't go out and uh, enjoy the world like normal. So Alex, where can folks find you if they want to look you up online and, and see what you're up to? Uh, you can always find me at uh, com or just look in any of the social media outlets. Uh, look for Alex G. Zarate. I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, pretty much any, any social media outlet you find. I'm probably in there somewhere. Awesome. And I urge people to look up your book, um, the uh, Connections Trilogy or, or Linked Trilogy, I guess it's called, um, which uh, starts with uh, book one, which I'm going to find it here, is called um, Linked. So mm-hmm. look it up and uh, find that book and, and, and read about uh, the uh, kitten and the little boy, Tommy, and uh, how they go through life and, and eventually graduate in the coming year. So, um, Alex, it's great having you on the show. I really appreciate you coming on, and I hope people enjoy uh, what they find uh, when they get to hold of your books. Great. Had fun being here. Thanks. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I hope you'll catch up with us for a whole lot more. You can find out more from everything we do over at the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Focus community, both on Facebook and at fantasy-focus.com. Or you can leave a comment on this episode over there or on the Facebook group, either way. Also, on the website, on each podcast episode post, there are links to subscribe to the show. So I hope you'll do that. Take a moment and subscribe using your favorite mobile app or device on iOS, Android. You can even subscribe by email. But we've got some great authors coming up for you in the coming months, and you won't want to miss any of them. So make sure you subscribe. Anyway, that's it for this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy Reads. Don't forget to follow me over on Facebook in my reader group, Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers, or at my website, jamiedavisbooks.com. And if you want to get a free book and check out something I've written, you can head over to the website and sign up for my newsletter over there and get a free downloadable ebook. Whatever you do, though, subscribe. Come back here for the next episode of the podcast. And in the meantime, don't forget to keep your eyes open out there, folks, because there's magic all around you.